What is up, everyone? Welcome to the IDP Plus Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Record at MRecord21. I am riding solo tonight uh, as some schedules made uh, Steve not available uh, when we were recording this. So what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about defensive back tiers for the upcoming 2023 NFL season. Uh, we're talking redraft tiers. It's redraft season. It's what a week or a week and a half away from the regular season actually starting. That is absolutely crazy, but it's a fun time to be in fantasy. It's a fun time to be a subscriber to the IDP guys. Uh, they are a sponsor uh, of this podcast, sort of our flagship there. So if you're not a subscriber to this YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube or to the IDP guys, please like subscribe, check us out. We have everything you need to win all of your leagues uh, the entire year. The, premise of this podcast though is we are going to be talking about defensive back redraft tiers everyone likes to talk about tiers why are tiers important well uh you don't want when targeting players uh in different parts of your draft you want to make sure you are maximizing your value how do you maximize value typically by grabbing people uh players at the end of tiers so if people think uh a certain Group of players uh, is, you know, value at about the same amount. You get some pretty good value by grabbing one of the players that's sort of at the end of the tier instead of starting a tier break and grabbing someone, maybe overpaying for someone that is going to have the same amount of production. So let's get right to those defensive back tiers. If you remember from the linebacker video uh, slash podcast, the way we did it is we had five or six. I believe this one we had five uh, IDP guys staff members sort of rank uh rank defensive backs uh which was great uh and and put them into into tiers uh for for us trying to get this okay there we go sorry for those who's watching on youtube fiddling around with with streamyard uh yeah so put them into into five tiers so we can sort of break out those people we only did about the top 20 uh, defensive backs that we had in our system uh, to figure focusing more on the the smaller drafts here. So let's get right to it. So tier tier number five uh, trio of players in those top twenty there uh, highlighted by Jamal Adams, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and Marcus Jones. So let's let's go through those. So Marcus Jones, uh, it's a cornerback there with the New England Patriots. So I know when we usually talk about defensive backs. We often think about safeties as usually for the more standard scoring settings. Uh, tackles are are prevalent. Uh, they're very helpful. Obviously, we always love a splash play, uh, interception, you know, force fumble, any of that jazz. But uh, bread and butter for a stable floor and the defensive back position uh, will be will be your tackles, and that's sort of across the board. So it's interesting that we even have a cornerback here in Marcus Jones with the Pats. Uh, as you know, if you've been following around uh, us around, I am a Patriots fan, so uh, I do like seeing him here. Uh, but uh, I don't, I don't know if I would be targeting him as a top twenty player, which is sort of why we have him in this tier five, right at the end of tier five. So things we like about Marcus Jones, he, he flashed some potential last year as he got more playing time. Uh, the Patriots with an utter lack of other options on offense, sort of threw him out there uh, and made some pretty impressive plays, both as a punt returner uh, and as a, a wide receiver, really they just gave him the ball and let him run as a punt returner uh, for a touchdown. So we like that versatility. Uh, the Patriots clearly see a lot in him 
talent wise. So, uh, He's definitely someone that we're targeting, especially in cornerback specific leagues. Uh, but when we're talking like regular defensive backs, yeah, tier five is right for him. Up next, we have Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, who finds himself on a new team. Uh, I believe it is the Lions. Quick check. He had had a breakout year last year with the Eagles, which won a lot of people uh, a lot of a lot of things. Yep, new team is the Lions. Uh, why I had them in Tier 5 and why we as a group had him in Tier 5, uh, you don't want to expect players to be doing the same things, especially when they change teams that have a different scheme that might utilize players in a slightly different way. That's not to say that last year wasn't great, and like I said, he probably helped y'all win a lot of games, but there's a lot of risk involved, uh, especially because his ADP is going to be so much higher based off of last year's production. So I'm going to let someone else deal with that uh, while I will be targeting people with more stable roles uh, on their teams. And the last in tier five, we have Jamal Adams. So this is an interesting player uh, there with the Seattle Seahawks because we didn't know when we were going to see him play this year. Uh, he was just taken off the pup list there for Seattle, maybe a little earlier than we were expecting. Uh, with that, I adjusted accordingly, put him as a, a tier four player because uh, when he plays, he's very heckin' good. Granted, we don't know if they're going to just throw him right back into the deep end. So temper expectations early on in redraft. And that might be enough to let someone else deal with him, especially when, you know, wins in week one mean just as much as wins in, you know, right before the playoffs. That might be enough. Uh, but he's definitely someone to keep an eye on, especially uh, in those smaller redraft leagues where, uh, he might just by the very nature of how many starting spots you have be on the waiver wire. So if he picks up right where he left off pre-injury there in Seattle, uh, he is going to win you a lot of games. So yeah, that is the tier five. Let's move right on to tier four. Again, only three players. Uh, we have Rayshon Jenkins, Legarius Sneed, and Ahmad Gardner. We like to pepper in cornerbacks into our tier lists. Uh, I know a lot of the leagues that we run, we are trying to make cornerbacks relevant again, which might be a hot take, but they're players too. They deserve their time in the time in the sun. Uh, granted, in, in these tiers, they are still ranked sort of accordingly, so don't need to spend a whole lot of time talking about them. But uh, Ahmad Gardner, obviously great cornerback for the New York Jets. Uh, he flashed so much potential last year. We expect really great things from him. The only caveat is when you have shut down cornerbacks, quarterbacks are less likely to throw at them, which means there's fewer opportunities for them to actually score your points, which is what you need. Uh, so if you're in a combined cornerback defense uh, safety league, uh, you obviously you should not touch Ahmad Gardner. Again, he does not get enough people throwing at him uh, to make it worth it. But if you're in a cornerback league, or cornerback required league, uh, there is something to be said for getting guys that are out there a hundred percent of the time. We expect the Jets to have a fairly decent offense this year with Aaron Rodgers now helming all those uh, gluttony of weapons there in New York. So we expect teams to have to throw on the Jets quite frequently. Again, they might not be targeting Gardner, but the fact that Sauce Gardner will be out there hundred percent of the time, he's bound to make a play or two should give you a stable floor. I had him in tier four. Uh, we as a whole had him in tier four. I think that's right, uh, especially in cornerback 
required leagues. Uh, but again, temper expectations in terms of upside because people are going to be avoiding him at all costs. Legarius Sneed is a fascinating one. I had him in the tier five. Uh, the group had him in tier four. So let's unpack that. Sneed there with the Chiefs had a breakout campaign last year. Really looked the fantasy stud part uh, with his usage and his production. He ended up as being the cornerback one by a pretty decent margin there. Now, here's where I temper my expectations with him. Towards the end of the year, uh, he got hurt. He didn't miss a whole lot of time. But when he was hurt, Trent McDuffie came in and sort of seized that same role in that defense. And he performed very, very well. Legereus Need, once he came back, uh, played a different role, very important role on the defense, but was not put in a spot for a lot of IDP success. So what does that mean for this upcoming year? Uh, first of all, you should never go after any of the top 10 uh, or expect the top 10 cornerbacks from any given year to repeat that next year. Uh, of, I forget the exact numbers, but the percentages are it's, it's the, the position with the highest turnover in terms of the top 10 in any given year. Great. A lot of that is interception uh, dependent. Uh, cornerbacks have fewer opportunities for tackles. So that makes sense. So you shouldn't be targeting Legereus Need as that number one guy again anyway. Often in ADPs, he's reflected in that. So someone else who knows less than you, because you're listening to this podcast, uh, will grab him at that and you can let them do that. But I'm especially worried that the Chiefs don't care about, about our fantasy leagues. They just want to win games. And the Jerry Sneed is a very talented player. So they don't need to put him in that fantasy relevant spot on that defense. They can instead give that to Trent McDuffie, who prove that he can do it on their way to a Super Bowl and let Legereus Need continue to make plays elsewhere. So he's not irrelevant. He's still a good player to have. Uh, but really, we got to temper expectations of all of the cornerbacks there in the Chiefs backfield. I prefer. I prefer Trent McDuffie at, at ADP presently. So so that's Legereus Need. You've you've been warned. Finally, the last player in tier four is Rayshon Jenkins. So I had him uh, in tier three and the average had him in tier four. So why do I like him more than the rest of the people? So Rayshon Jenkins had a bit of a breakout year last year with the Jaguars. 116 combined tackles. He had a sack. He had three interceptions, one of which went back for a touchdown. This was a stark improvement on his rookie campaign in 21. Uh, where he only had 73 combined tackles, no splash plays, you know, more of a limited role there. We really like what the Jaguars, or I guess I really like what the Jaguars are building there in Jacksonville with that young defense, uh, with a, a burgeoning defensive line that's going to be getting after quarterbacks a little more, uh, with pretty wealthy stable of linebackers there, which we talked about in the linebacker video uh, or podcast. Uh, so I think there's plenty of opportunities for, for Rayshon Jenkins to continue to eat like he did last year with quarterbacks being pressured by that awesome defensive line. They're going to be prone to make mistakes. There's insert some more splash plays for Jenkins. I think the Jaguars have a decent to decent plus offense with Trevor Lawrence finally looking the part, which means I think teams are going to have to keep up with them offensively, which means more passing opportunities for stats for Rayshon Jenkins. So I like him more. I think he's a nice sleeper for you in your drafts to sort of grab and, 
and laugh while other people are drafting people like Legarius Need because I would bet if you were to look at ADP, Legarius Need is being drafted ahead of Rayshon Jenkins. So there you go. All right, moving on to tier number three. This is where we get into these bigger tiers. So a lot of times uh, it's it's difficult to project defensive backs because, like I said, you you have to have a tackle floor, uh, and then you're really trying to project those splash play capabilities. Cause that's what really elevates people. So I said the top 10 people don't really turn over or do turn over more frequently uh, than other positions, but I would bet the top 20 to 30, especially at the safety position don't have as much of a turnover again, in the top 30. So you can predict generally well how the, the top players, but it's, it's harder to tell who's going to break into that top 10. So that's where I kind of see tier three here and why it's so large. We have so many varying opinions uh, on who should be in here because these are the players that are going to be solid. They're they're going to you know help you win games. They're not going to put up goose eggs. Uh, they are going to be valuable members of your team, uh, and they have the absolutely any given week could jump into the top five, top ten in that week. But we're thinking this is more of the stable, probably finishing as that DB two. Uh, DB2 range uh, on the on the whole. So uh, let's go through tier three. I'll read the names real quick here. We got Grant Delpit, Jeremy Chin, Xavier McKinney, Buda Baker, Julian Love, Antoine Winfield, and finally Kyle Duggar. Okay, Kyle Duggar, the New England Patriot hybrid-ish safety. His usage in that defense is superb for IDP circumstances he's often often at the line uh ready to help make tackles which has put him in pretty nice spots uh to be able to get those splash plays moving forward why is he not higher well the patriots utilize uh a the old tactic of uh changing up their defense depending on who they're playing which is a novel concept it's worked for them for years uh, but it makes it difficult to have a stable necessarily uh, IDP production. So when the Patriots are playing teams that they expect to run a whole lot, you'll see Duggar sort of spike. He gets a lot of tackles. He's around the ball. When they play teams that throw a lot, while Duggar is still on the field, uh, he does not have the same types of plays to be able to rack up those stats. So I think we're at the point now where we know who he is, which is a certified top 15 player who will have weeks where he flashes in the top five. Uh, who won't really be worse than 30, especially now after uh, McCor- Devin McCourty's retirement. Uh, they're kind of filling in that hole there. Like he's going to be on the field a whole bunch. Uh, he's a really, really solid DB2, but I think it's time to temper those DB1 expectations just a little bit. Up next, we have Antoine Winfield with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is a player that has a lot of hype going into this upcoming year based off of how he's expected to be used in that defense. So this is a player where I had him as a three, the IDP guy staff had him as a three. Here's one that I would target uh, someone who might actually outproduce his ADP because you can get him for fairly cheap. Uh, but yeah, I think he has a real chance to be, to be fairly, to be fairly good. Okay. Julian love the Seattle Seahawks safety. So I have him in tier three. Uh, the guys had him at tier three. 
But here's a little buyer beware here uh, for, for this player. I think we were when we had at the time of doing these rankings, we were unsure when Jamal Adams was going to come back. Now that Adams is back, I still love I still love <laughs> love. Uh, I think he's going to be a productive member uh, in that Seattle Seahawks secondary, uh, but he's going to have fewer opportunities when someone like Jamal Adams is in front of him. So he's still, I mean, the, the Seahawks went and got him. So they, they see a role for him on that defense. The cornerbacks in that Seattle Seahawks room are insanely talented. Uh, so there might be uh, more opportunities for, for love to soak up uh, some, some zone covered sacks, but it's going to be hard for him to, to meet what do we have him here as the DB 13 uh, with Jamal Adams actually coming back and eating up those stats. So buyer beware with love. He's going to see the field. He's going to get a lot of opportunities, but very real chance. He does not live up to that expectation. Okay. Buddha Baker, the versatile defensive back in Arizona. I love targeting Buddha Baker in this tier. Uh, and, and here's why the Cardinals are going to be terrible. I don't know if you saw this today or yesterday by the time you're hearing this, uh, but they, they cut Colt McCoy. They have zero quarterbacks on their offense that anyone has any trust in, meaning they're going to have a lot of defensive snaps uh, to rack up, to rack up those stats. Buda Baker has proven to be a versatile playmaker who has a knack for finding the ball. He is going off fairly cheap because he's kind of underwhelmed in previous seasons uh, with the emergence of Jalen Thompson and Isaiah Simmons sort of moving around. Uh, but I don't know if you saw this, but Isaiah Simmons is gone. Uh, Jalen Thompson is still there, uh, but they the, the Cardinals are seemingly in in full on tank mode. They're going to be playing a lot of defense. Uh, Buda Baker is a player that they, they see uh, a lot of potential in because he's still there, uh, which means I really like him. I really like him as a target. I, I think people are kind of sleeping on him, uh, especially at his ADP. So, so go ahead and get him in this tier three. Up next is Xavier McKinney with the, Giants. I have missed tier two. The IDP fellas had him in the third tier. Look, Xavier McKinney has had some some bad injury luck uh, in in recent years, uh, but there's a reason why at the beginning of last year he was given the green dot. Right, the 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 Giants need a core a quarterback on defense. Uh, it's funny I just mentioned Isaiah Simmons because he is now there uh, in New York. Uh, but here's the thing: McKinney has proven to that defensive uh, to to the organization that he can be trusted with calling plays. And even in the nine games started last year, now he was still fairly productive. Forty five combined tackles. He had a sack. He was around the ball. Uh, two tackles for a loss. Five passes defended. He was very productive in those nine games. Uh, but you can get him at a extreme discount right now because again all this adp uh if you're playing especially in redraft with folks that aren't as tuned in as you uh no he's seemingly fully healthy he's gonna be back to playing 
all those snaps on the Giants defense. Uh, you can get him at this discount. Like I, I you always are looking for value uh, in redraft because while other people are grabbing some of these other names, you can wait and get someone like Xavier McKinney uh, who have a nice bounce back season for you. And well, shoring up other spots on your defense. So I like Xavier McKinney a lot this year. I think you should too. Up next uh, in tier three is Jeremy Chin there with the uh, Panthers. Here's another guy that we, I think we just have to temper expectations with. So people have been drafting him uh, as a, you know, cop. I don't know, expecting top five player production there. And he just hasn't really lived up to that billing. But that doesn't mean he's not a worthwhile player. We like uh, Xavier Woods there in, in, in Carolina as well, but he's not really taking away play opportunities uh, from, from Jeremy Chin. So I I put him in tier three, just like the fellas did. Uh, I think I think that's about right. But this is another one of those players where you grab him as that tier three player and he has the opportunity for any given week to bump up a couple of tiers uh, and help you win a matchup uh, when you need to do that. Uh, while also tempering the expectations with where you're drafting him that when he doesn't do that every single week, that's okay. Your roster build was not ruined. Finally, the final player in tier three for us is one Grant Delpit uh, with the uh, Cleveland Browns. So I have him in tier four, actually, uh, while the average was in tier three. Delpit had a breakout year last year, played really well. Uh, of all of the players in around this range, uh, I have just less confidence in his ability to consistently perform. Uh, so I, he, again, the, the ADP is going to be overvaluing uh, where he is at uh, because of last year's breakout, which is fine. Good for him. Is there a chance he repeats that? Yes. I like a little more consistency. So why I like, for example, a, a Xavier McKinney having a bounce back, uh, or Jeremy Chin having more of a bounce back more than a grant out, but they've proven they can do it before. Uh, and I think that's important. Uh, I also think the Browns offense is going to be better than it has been uh, in a minute, meaning fewer snaps for Delpit to actually put up production. Uh, so yeah, tier three and four is about right for him. I'm a little lower on him, but you could convince me to be higher, but I'm doing this alone today, so no one is going to convince me. So I'm definitely right. Hardy, har, har. Okay, moving on to tier two. This is where it gets interesting. Uh, the next six guys. Uh, you'll notice if you're watching us on YouTube, which if you are, thank you. Please like and subscribe, comment on this video. It's insanely important. I know you hear everyone talk about that, but it, it is extremely important. Uh, so please do that. Uh, you'll notice there's only one guy in tier one. There's only one. Uh, so these next these next six guys uh, are no slight on them, but they're they're not number one. Uh, they're not Derwin James. So the, the next six players or these six players in tier two are Talanoa Hufanga, Jaquan Brisker, Kyle Hamilton, Jalen Piter, Cameron Curl, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Look, you would be happy to have 
any of these players as your DB one, you can kind of build your, your roster around, around that. And we'll, we'll go into some defensive back strategies in a little bit, but just, just hear me out. You would be happy with any of these players. A lot of this is sort of dealer's choice. So Minka Fitzpatrick with the Steelers, all he does is make plays all over the field all the time. I will say uh, he is a little splash play, uh, not dominant, but he needs to have a splash play to end up more frequently than not to end up in this tier. Uh, it's frustrating as an owner of him uh, when he doesn't, uh, but the weeks when he is is on is an IDP player's dream. So this is sort of why he's the last one in tier two for us. Uh, but again, he, he he's he's trusted on that defense. He gets all the play time. Uh, even with the Steelers offense getting a little better, I don't think it's going to improve enough that uh, his his chances at opportunities for making plays is going to diminish enough to to warrant demoting him from tier two. So make a Fitzpatrick, go get him when you can. He's great. Cameron Curl with the currently named Washington Commanders. Here's a player that when he plays, his usage is out of this world. He plays one of the highest percentage of snaps in the box, uh, which is exactly where you want him to be to rack up tackles and be around the ball. His issue last year uh, was a little bit of, of, of injury risk, which, which happens uh, when he was hurt. Derek Forrest sort of came in and was very productive there as well. Uh, but so some naysayers might say we've yet to see Cameron curl do it. So why do you have him this high to which I'd say that might be fair, but I'm willing with a player that has the utilization in that defense that he has to take that risk uh, and take him as my DB one uh, if I'm waiting on the position a little bit. So Cameron Curl, again, you're not going to be upset if you take him. You are a little more uh, uh, prone to potentially some injury risk with him. But again, his usage is out of this world. You can't sleep on that. Up next is Jalen Piter, second-year player now uh, with the Texans. He was your, presumably, if you have pretty standard scoring settings, your defensive back one there last year. Uh, came out of the, the gates uh, very strong uh, in his, at least, fantasy IDP relevancy. So he his usage probably is not going to change a whole lot moving into this year. The Texans are a young, rebuilding team. They if there is young talent there, uh, he they they have to play him. So he's going to get all of the snaps. The very similar to uh, Fitz, Minka Fitzpatrick, that offense, while in theory, will improve because it can't be much worse under C.J. Stroud and some of those younger players there. Uh, they're still going to be playing defense quite a bit. Uh, so Piter should have a million opportunities to to rack up those points for you. Uh, it's hard to repeat as DB1, so in a lot of ADP, you see him going off as one or two, uh, which one is a little absurd to expect that sort of re, uh, that sort of production again. Uh, having him two, uh, you can kind of see it, but I think there is some means for regression there with Piter, especially when I think the linebacker situation improved a little bit uh, with Denzel Perryman uh, showing up there. So there'll be some tackle regression, but he, he's still a stud that, that I would be happy having on my team. Up next in tier two is Kyle Hamilton. Ooh, everyone loves him as the dynasty asset, but you cannot forget about him in redraft. And I bet your ADP has, unless you're playing with a bunch of degenerates like me. 
So uh, what did the Baltimore Ravens do? They shipped out his competition. They are giving Kyle Hamilton the role. Towards the end of last year, uh, the Ravens sort of figured out how to start utilizing him with more opportunities there on that defense in terms of snap percentage that he's going to have and what he showed us last year. There's no reason not to expect him to absolutely explode uh, into the top 10 this year. Coming out of college, he had all of the right traits and assets that you want, which made him probably the first defensive back taken, uh, a rookie defensive back taken last year, especially in Dynasty. But if you're playing a deep enough redraft league uh, there as well, that should all come to fruition this year. Uh, everyone's projecting it. Reports out of camp are extremely high on Hamilton. So he's one that you can probably get way later in drafts than you can some of these other folks because they're more established names, uh, especially because last year he didn't do a whole lot uh, in terms of IDP production. Uh, he's one that could win you your league. So go and get him. Up next is Jaquan Brisker with the Bears. Another rookie. We love our young defensive backs. Uh, similar story to Piter came out uh, like a bat bat out of hell uh, there with the bears had an excellent percentage of snaps in places you want him to uh, for IDP relevancy. Uh, and he, he absolutely produced nothing should really have changed this year uh, with that bears team. Maybe the offense is going to be better a little bit, but in this particular case, I think it's the nice balance of the offense didn't get too good uh, such that uh, he's not going to have the snaps needed to put up nice IDP production uh, as well as it might've gotten good enough against another bad defense uh, that, you know, they will be in a shootout and other teams will be passing a whole bunch on him. So I really like Brisker's usage. Uh, I like that. He's young. I like that. They trust him there. Uh, no one really banging down the door, trying to take away snaps there. So, uh, he's definitely in this tier two for sure. Uh, definitely pretty high up there. And the final one in tier two we have is Talanoa Hufanga with the 49ers. Uh, the more he gets to play, the more snaps he gets, the more snap percentage he gets. Uh, he just continues to produce at, at the level that we want him to. So the 49ers know what they have. They've sort of been easing him up. I think he's going into his third year. Maybe it's his fourth year this year. Uh, but last year they kind of, let off the reins and he, he really produced a whole bunch of splash plays, a whole bunch of tackles. Uh, he's a player that you can trust. Uh, you can trust to be extremely good for you uh, the entire year, which is, which is important. So when you're drafting players here in this, in this, especially to be your DB one, you want that stable production. Uh, you, you would be a fool to be going for the top scoring guy, uh, or expecting to be the top scoring guy uh, here in this tier uh, or just going for that. Cause it's, it's so hard to predict, but what you get here in this tier two is the stability that you need to feel confident that you are again, not ruining your, your build uh, with one of these guys as your DB one, but time to go to the DB one, the only player that all of us here at the IDP guys and the IDP plus show had a, in a tier of his own, and that is Derwin James, which I, if you aren't on Derwin James at this point, are king. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you've been. But if you are new to the IDP space, let me tell you a little bit about what he has done. Uh, the last two years, uh, he had 115 combined tackles in 2022, 118 combined tackles in 2021. This is after he missed an entire season plus due to injury. 
the year before that, in 2018, he had 105 combined tackles. Look, he does it all. He gets tackles. He gets sacks. He gets passes defended. He gets interceptions. He does all the things you could possibly want for the Chargers. Uh, and it's just a dream hacking come true uh, from an IDP perspective. If you pay the draft capital to get him, you won't be upset about it. Granted, I typically like to wait, let other people pay the uh, enhanced ADP to get folks uh, like the Derwin James. But if you go and get the guy, the tier one guy, kind of like on offense, the equivalent of Travis Kelsey, who is so far and above more consistent and better than the next tier down, you're going to have that advantage over other teams every single week. So I am not here to judge that. Go ahead and and get him uh, where you can if that's the kind of thing that, that you want to do for your team. He's clearly tier one. Uh, I like a lot of the tier twos uh, as well. But Derwin James, he's our king. He's the guy. He's the man. Go and get him if you want him. I, there's not much more to say about the best of the best, especially when you're in a tier of your own. That is going to do it for us here at the IDP Plus Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me, running it solo this week. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be back to the regularly scheduled programming with Steve and I and perhaps a guest, little little foreshadowing there. Uh, but until then, again, please like and subscribe this video. We really appreciate the support. We love hearing the questions. We love having that mailbag section, especially when next week we might be able to do some start sits for you as that's right, the NFL season is finally upon us. So get us your start sit questions. I guess any of those last minute draft questions, we'd love to hear from you. Like and subscribe to the video. Check us out at idpguys.org. Uh, There's so much great stuff happening uh, both there and on YouTube and on Twitter slash X, really on any socials. Uh, we really appreciate the support uh, and we can't wait to help you win your leagues right along us. So again, for Matt record at M record 21, this has been the IDP plus podcast and we'll see you next week.